I took a stroll down the old long walk of the day. I, I, I met a little girl and we stopped to talk on a fine soft day. I, and I asked your friend, oh, what's a fella to do? Cause her hair was black and her eyes were blue. And I knew right then I'd be taking the world down the salt hill plum with a Galway girl. Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 241, Charles number one podcast recorded in a basement. Feeling pretty good for a Tuesday. Duval came over with a group of hoarder friends on Saturday, and we played seven rounds of Burial Cart. I was just editing editing them all today, and I don't remember that last race, Duval. So how are you feeling? Ooh, uh, I feel pretty good, man. Like I said, <laughs> I can tell you this. Um as we were talking earlier, as a runner, when I got up to run on Sunday, that, uh, what was that heavy beer that we had? That, oh, the Guinness. The Guinness, I could feel it going <laughs> up and down as I ran up and down the hill. Um, but I'm pretty good, man. Thanks again for having me. Uh, if you're looking for me, Rod vs. Duvall on Twitter, just Duvall on Instagram. And Bridget had other things to do besides take a lot of beer, car L, so she had other things. Bridget, how was your Saturday and how are you doing? It was fine. One of the other things that I had to do was spend my mother's birthday with her. So That's fair. That's fair. I feel that's a valid excuse. Um, I'm doing good though. I didn't, don't think I got as drunk as you guys, but definitely had a pretty good time. Um, if you're looking for me, you can find me at Wine Under the Bridge on Instagram and Facebook. Alright. And for me, it is JRL Nation on Twitter and Instagram. The Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook. Then you can find our podcast, the Beard the Beards Watch Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And then, of course, as I mentioned, our Beerio Carts on YouTube with our brewer reviews, our other shenanigans we do, watch parties, all that good stuff that they see me rolling. So subscribe to that. We got a lot of good funny, funny Beerio Carts coming up. And then, of course, this is the last week before March Madness starts. So go join our bracket on Yahoo. It's free. A good little prize pack for the winner. ID is 1402. Password is beards. All right, so for the guests this evening, it's really weird having all these older guests from, like, the start of college because now I know we're, like, 31, 32 now, and it's really weird to say that. But I've known her since, I think, freshman year, lived in the same dorm, and then she joined a sorority while I was in a fraternity, and we'd always see each other. She is the sole reason I did not win Greek Week our senior year because she dropped the egg during the Greek games. And then later on that week, as we were drinking and I kept blaming her for it, she smashed an egg on my head while we were at a party. But no. still, yeah, yeah, you don't remember that? No. Yeah, it might have been. I'm, I'm pretty sure you did. But I don't remember that at all. We had we had a lot of good times, a lot of I lot of parties. Did. A lot of just shenanigans, because I think we lived in the same dorm our sophomore years as well, right down the hall, and then everybody goes their separate ways and they graduate. So, Malia, how you doing? I'm good. Good. <laughs> in a while. It has. Yeah. It has. You were in, You. I used you as one of my, uh, what, projects when you were in the interior architect mm-hmm. design, and still on YouTube, when you guys yeah. were creating, uh, what was it, something, was it a schoolhouse in Africa, or... Yeah, we were, it was a design build project and uh, one of my classmates had gone over there with Habitat for Humanity and uh, built a house on her own and then 
the village requested that they needed a school or suggested they needed a school. So we, uh, we spent a whole semester designing it and then raised money to go over there if we wanted and help start building the construction. So I was lucky enough to be able to participate in that. So let's flash back. We both graduated from UNCG in 2011. What have you been up to? I saw you sparingly at some homecomings and some other stuff throughout our young 20s. What have you been up to? You're now living in New York. Give us a rundown. Okay. (laughs) I don't know where to start. It's been nine years, ten years almost. (laughs) Yeah. I I just had my nine-year New York anniversary in the beginning of February. So um, I'm here. I'm recently engaged. I... Bought my wedding dress today. Nice. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. So lots of exciting stuff. Um, and I've been, I was uh, moved here with without a job with, you know, whatever I could save over summer jobs while I was in school and um, ended up landing a pretty awesome design job uh, with a high-end residential firm. And I worked there until December. And... Um, now I'm enjoying some creative freedom. <laughs> a long time with uh, one company, which was great. But um, yeah. I've so what was that? A, did, did COVID? Did COVID get you cut there? Or is um, that... kind of. It was. It was a combination of things. Okay. Um, but that definitely did not help the situation. Um, and you know, we were we were all working remotely and. Uh, which thankfully we were able to do um, about, I guess it's been almost exactly a year. So, um, yeah. So what, now that you've... That's a general overview. (laughs) Okay, so what have you been up to of keeping yourself busy besides getting engaged, which congrats on that. Yes. What, What have you kept yourself busy? You said creative process. Are you just doing some freelance work or... Um, I'm not doing any like proper freelance work. I, um, have been helping some friends here and there that ask. Okay. (laughs) Um, but I, I've been thinking for a few years about, uh, branching off and doing more of like a product, uh, like store. Maybe it's an Etsy thing. Maybe it's an actual brick and mortar store. Um, so starting some ideas for that. And then um, also we we purchased a home in December also. So I've been busy furnishing that and <laughs> planning a wedding. <laughs> so <laughs> All right. honestly, I've, I've not had as much time to think about, you know, the, the business venture side of things as, as I thought I would. So um, that's what I've been doing in the immediate that's okay because planning a wedding is basically a full-time job anyways so i i i am actually like very thankful that i'm not working and able (laughs) to spend the time because i i I mean solid three weeks doing nothing else (laughs) so so where bridget is actually from the new york area so let's get where yeah Where are you from? Uh, well, I'm originally from 
just north of the city, so it's Congers, New York, in Rockland County. But my parents were born and raised in Brooklyn their whole lives. Yeah. And then, uh, like, two years or so ago, I got to um, to work in the city. I was, like, on 33rd and 7th, I think, like, right in the middle of Manhattan. I was able to work on a project there, so I lived there for, like, four months, which was Okay. Which was really really fun, but I'm I love New York. I think it's the best place on earth. <laughs> what part are you in? Yeah, I live in Brooklyn, um, down in like Prospect Heights area near okay. Prospect Park. Um, but my office was on Twenty Third and our Twenty First and Sixth Avenue. So oh okay, so far, really close, <laughs> right, right near um, Madison Square Park and the Flatiron Building, which was. Uh. That's my favorite building in New York yeah, is the Flatiron Building. It's gorgeous. And yeah. there's a place that's right there that's like a it's like a rooftop kind of situation. Sierra mm-hmm. or something. Oh, yeah, Eatley. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. rooftop of Eatley. I, I love that place because it's like changed. It's, it's a rooftop place, but it changes like with the seasons. So like yeah. each season it, they like almost revamp the whole thing. And when I was there, it was winter. So it was just absolutely gorgeous with like Christmas stuff but also that whole little eatly situation they have like all these really good pastas and stuff that you can buy and cook at home yeah, it's, yeah. it's really really cool it's a cool place because you can like pop in and grab something or it's like wine bars in there pasta bars or you can like get like groceries and mm-hmm. um but yeah we would get lunch and then go sit in the park and eat lunch all the time which was like godsend to be able oh to yeah that, that sounds like a dream it was nice <laughs> i actually was i got to do it last week again uh when i was dress shopping um and it was just amazing to so you dress you were dress shopping in the middle of manhattan yeah oh my gosh <laughs> that is like a dream come true i went i went to four places on thursday and i was so exhausted afterwards but it was I really bet. fun to just you boys probably could care less about it. <laughs> but I know, congrats on finding a dress, because that's like a major piece. So yeah. I'm yeah. happy for you that that's out of the way. Yeah, I, well, I'm a little sleep deprived because I didn't fall asleep until after like 5.30 last night because I was so anxious about going oh. back. It was my second time going back to the that place. And yeah. There were two, and... It was very obvious which one it was, so. Oh, good. That was a huge relief, and now, yes. okay, moving on. <laughs> That's good how that works out. So, Malia, Malia, I want to know what kind of made you go out on a whim, because you're from North Carolina, correct? Yeah, I grew up in the mountains. That's like right. Bryson City, it's a tiny little town, and I grew up on the end of a two-mile dirt road yeah so what made you graduate UNCG and then you're like you know what I'm going up to New York so I think oh sorry someone am I still on here yeah you're yeah, good yeah, yeah. oh it, it disappeared someone called me oh, <laughs> hold on I can't see it okay there you are um so I grew up in a outdoor community that's why my parents moved to Bryson um which as a child I didn't (laughs) appreciate really at all and now I am so grateful for that um so I always wanted to leave I 
I went to Chicago with um, a childhood friend when I was probably like 10 or 12 or something like that. And I, my mom tells the story that I came back and was like, I'm a city girl. Like I'm moving to the city. That's it. Um, so it's just kind of something I always wanted to do. And then, you know, Tara, um, my best friend from college yep. and we, during college, we talked, her family's from New Jersey. So we always talked about moving up here together after school. And, um, I had a summer job that they extended into the winter back at home. And then my boss took me off the schedule one day and I was like, guess I'm moving to New York now. So <laughs> I, I told him I wanted to go. And so he just gave me that little nudge and <laughs> I just, just went. So where did, where did you go when like your first spot, when you got to New York, like what, what was your first spot like? Cause I know it's <laughs> expensive there. So you don't get a lot of things for your book. So my, um, yeah. So my best friend, Jess, that lives here now, um, she was already, she came about a month earlier with her now ex and they were living in New Jersey, just in Secaucus, which is like right outside the city. It's not, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing there. Like not glamorous. a train station <laughs> and an apartment complex, like nothing else. Um, so we, I stayed with them for two weeks and then I found a sublet down in Chinatown and it had laundry and an elevator and a terrace. And I, you know, coming from North Carolina and like a house, I was like, <laughs> okay, like I need all these things. And so I actually shared a bedroom with a girl there for three months on a blow up mattress. And I was by, by April, I was in tears with my mom every day. Like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna find a job. I can't go do anything because I don't really have any money right now. And uh, then I I got the job and, and I ended up moving out to Secaucus after that where my friend was living for a year so I could have my car, which I never drove anyway. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and then from there we um, eventually moved into the city, into Manhattan, to Lower East Side. So then you said you bought a house. Yeah, well, that's we're skipping like a good chunk of time. <laughs> oh, my well, bad. We'll, we'll fill up fill up the time. You're, you're in that yeah, time. I mean, I'm okay. So, I'm so interested so, in like people's lives in New York and where where they get to the different places that they get to as far as their living situations because I just know how like so it's it's wild. Like there's oh, yeah. so many different types stories. of situations. I have some stories. Well, that's <laughs> hey look, that's why we're here no to rats. hear the stories. Okay. You say you, you ever had a rat in your apartment? Oh yeah. Mm. Standard. Um, um I don't know if I would call it a rat or a mouse, but yeah, yeah, I've had I probably have like two good mouse stories. One was a few years ago with my last roommate, Matt, who's from my hometown, he he ended up, so fast forward through like all of Manhattan, I ended up in Williamsburg um, about six years ago. Okay. okay. Five or six years ago, I was there. He was 2014 or something like that. Um, and I found this apartment, I fell in love with it, got it with my old roommate, a girlfriend of mine, and um, she left. 
I convinced Matt to move up from Atlanta, and so that's that's kind of how that ended. I got way sidetracked. We were talking about mice. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, I was gonna say so who, is, who, 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 is, who is who is who is Matt and all that good stuff. <laughs> Matt is uh, a a high school friend. Uh, he's from my hometown. Okay, so you just needed you needed so, you were needing somebody to move up, in with you. Yeah, my my old roommate uh, found a guy. They were going to go get hitched, and she moved out of New York. Gotcha. So I didn't want to lose the apartment. Gotcha. He came up here. So my friend Jess's little sister and Matt were BFFs in high school. That's the story. Gotcha. So he came up here for her bachelorette party, and we hit it off immediately. He had just he was going through a breakup, and I was like, I have an apartment coming up. Why don't you move in with me? So... <laughs> Got a sublet for six months, and then he eventually moved up. And um, I felt like, I honestly feel like I lived with him the whole time. It was just kind of like, it was great. So I, I'm surrounded by this little community of people from Podunk, Bryson City in <laughs> New York. I have, like, like me, Jess, Matt, her fian- or Jess's fiancé, Anthony, his best friend, Nathan. Like, all these people that are from Bryson City. So that wow. has been... A, a lifesaver in yeah. the huge world of New York and like feeling like it's really my home, you know? Yeah. So, so you lived in lower Manhattan too, though. You said, I know you said yeah. we skipped over a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. so I don't know if you know uh, exactly where this is, but when I think of lower Manhattan, all I can think about is when I went to go see the Friends building because I'm obsessed with the show Friends. Yeah. So, do you know where that's at, or is it more like Little Italy area that you were in, or like what, what, where in Lower Manhattan were you? Um, I was in the I was in East Village. Oh, okay. Well, I was in West Village for three months, and then I was in East Village for a year and a half. Cool. Um, I don't know where the friend's house is. I thought it was uptown, but no, it's definitely it's definitely downtown, and it's like. It's, it, it looks more like um, whenever I think of like lower Manhattan, it gets to this point where like it's not, I feel like Manhattan is very like grid-like and it's like all the streets are going yeah. straight across and all the avenues are going up and down. But then you get to this bottom part and everything is kind of different. Like there, yeah. it looks more like homey and like a neighborhood kind of and yeah. before you get to like, like the very bottom part of, of Manhattan and that's where the Friends building is. It's like south of um south of like little italy area but still north of like the, the very 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 bottom where like all the ports and stuff are i, I have it pinned on my on my map i'll look, I'll look it up but i'm <laughs> it, i'm i'm so like it's so cool that i'm talking to you because you are living like in my eyes like such a cool life <laughs> that you're able to move through all these parts in new york i did it for four mm-hmm. months and i thought it was like the best time ever so i'm very jealous of your, of your life <laughs> well yeah i mean it's it's been a lot of fun and you know just as i'm moving into like a new chapter of life you know planning a wedding and all of that it's and my fiance is from brooklyn he's born and raised in brooklyn so he's never oh, wow. lived anywhere else and it's really interesting to see our different perspectives on just the world and um you know just it's just it's funny to compare like just our mentality about random everyday things like yeah. it's just so different but 
So there's, that, a, there's a lot of people that live there that say that they never leave the island. They, ne- they never leave <laughs> Manhattan or New York. Yeah. They stay there their entire lives. And that's like, we all think of it as this like cool place to go visit. And they stay there forever because it's yeah. so it's, great. I mean, it's just one thing that I was surprised by when I first moved here was that, you know, it almost feels like life is more simple here because you don't, nobody has to worry about a yard, cars, like, and like life is just so, um, like unpredictable in the sense where like you just wake up one weekend, you have no plans and you'll just walk outside and end up having like the best day or the best weekend of your life because you'll go out with a group of friends and like meet some people at a restaurant or a bar and like, like I've, we've gone to the beach some days and ended up like making friends with people and spending the rest of the day with them and like meeting up with them later for other things. And like, it's not always even like a romantic thing. It's just fun. Like, and yeah. And then it's like, you just never see them again and it's fine. Nobody cares, but (laughs) you just have like an awesome time together for a day. Because don't you feel like there was, like, this myth before I moved to to the city for the brief time that I did that, like, all the people that live in New York are so rude and everything, but they're really not. Like, you you make bread so easily, and you probably, like, there's always some sort of drink special on every corner that you can just pop into some bar and realize you have never-ending mimosas for $20, and you're like, well, let's just stay here for the rest of the day and see what happens. Like, (laughs) it's awesome. Yeah, no, New Yorkers are not rude. New Yorkers are just busy, and they don't yeah. like slow tourists on the sidewalk. Like, it's annoying when you're trying to get somewhere, and you're late yeah. for a meeting, and these people are, like, staring up, and you're like, get out of the way. I brought my I brought my husband up there, and he is, like, a real southern boy. He was born and raised in Spartanburg. He lived there his whole okay. life, and we would be, like, walking around the city, and I'd be, like, as soon as that light turns, like, you could walk, or even, like, the five seconds before it, like, you got to go. And there would be a couple of times where I'd turn around and he's still on the other side of the street, like waiting at the at this crosswalk because he got stuck waiting because he was just looking around. He's like looking at all these big buildings. And I'm like, listen, we don't have time to sightsee while we're trying to get from point A to point B. Like we have to hurry up and get there and we'll figure it out afterwards. I'll, there's time for sightseeing, not when we're in transition. Yep. <laughs> so what, what is the math story? Yeah, we missed that. We got sidetracked. So, uh, Matt is gay and hilarious and just, I don't know. He's just a big personality. And he heard the, we have like, I had a basket on top of the fridge that had like pretzels and like snacks in it. And he heard, we could hear it like chewing at something. And it was like chewing at the basket. It was like a wicker thing. It was like and he was like, oh, my God. And he heard it one day when I wasn't home, and then, like, I heard it again. And I was there, and I was like, okay, well, I got to check. So I, like, got up on the chair. I got up, and it, like, we knew it was there. Grabbed the basket, and I'm, like, pulling it down off the fridge. And he's standing across from me in the kitchen. And the damn thing jumps out, like, four feet off the ground and I'm on a chair and it bolts like straight into my bedroom and under my bed. (laughs) And like, we, like I, we both screamed so loud. My ears were ringing for like 10 minutes and you know, it's nighttime. (laughs) We're like getting ready for bed and now it's 
in my room somewhere and I didn't really want to go to sleep. And so we put, I put a trap outside my door at the corner of the door. This sounds so evil. I like feel so, like, Oh, please. Oh, please. Well, no, you got to kill him. Yeah, you got to get rid of that situation. It was the sticky one. And so. Oh, now we you went extra cruel then. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You went, you went like little modern psycho kind of extra no. cruel. That thing Don't was sitting there screaming. Like <laughs> it was screaming at night when it got caught. Wow. Oh. No, I will tell you what happened. So, it's like a slow death. Yeah. She did the slow death. The slow death. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be awful. Like Peter's gonna come after me. Um, so <laughs> that's what all the pest people use. Though. They don't use the flippy traps, and they put sticky traps everywhere. Mm. So we had to, we had sticky traps because he had heard it or whatever. Wayne got them. So we go to bed, and probably like ten to fifteen minutes after I turn my light off. I hear this trap scooting across the floor. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And I texted Matt. I was like, I think I just text, like, he could have heard me, but I was too scared to like yell. <laughs> to come get me. I don't know. So I texted him and I was like, it's on the trap. And so he came out of his room and he could see it outside my door. And I was like, did not want to come out of my room because I knew it was going to be right in front of me on the floor stuck on this thing so I finally opened the door and I had my trash can like it was mostly empty so I just like put it upside down with the bag and then I like got it in the bag and he was like wearing his nightgown with like no underwear and like bent over to pick it up and like it was just hilarious like the whole thing and I have some funny pictures but pictures I have, I had to take a picture, I took a video, because I was like, I need to record this, like, he was flipping out, and I was, I need that, I'm gonna need to see look that at it. I felt so bad. So, it was still alive, and you just toss it in a bag, and threw it in the trash can, wow. I mean, take it outside. Yeah. What would you do differently, Jacob? You've got to get rid of the thing. I mean, one, I'm going for the quick kill, I'm a humane kind of person, alright, if I'm gonna kill you, let's go quick. Because I had a mouse problem in the basement before, and I put the little... Now, they're they're hard to, like, rig up the little quick quick break-your-skull traps, but at least they, they're donezo, and you just pick it up, throw it in the trash can, and keep it moving. I mean, she had that thing. That thing was sitting in there starving in a trash bag, put it in there. I mean, and then think about this. You throw it in the trash bag, then you throw it in another can, so he's probably chewing through everything. Then he probably found some food in the trash he can. He got free. He, he probably ate some of that food, and then he just probably died because he couldn't move anywhere. Yo, no, you're, you're right. right. He got free. He got free while he was I outside. He got, I think he chewed his way out of the plastic bag, and he got free. That's how I feel, too. Um, I, I got one better than that. I, so, since you're talking about that, so my roommate, one of my roommates from college, um, he had, like, gerbils, and he was a dirty dude. So, like, one day, <laughs> one night, like, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I heard something moving in my room. I was like, what the hell is that? And it was it was a gerbil. So when I went to try and find it, somehow it slipped through my door and it was gone. And it was somehow he got him back and put him back in the room. Next day, somehow he got out of his cage. I was like, oh hell no, this is about to happen again. So I got him. Me and my, my me and my other roommate, we got him. We covered him up, had him in like a big towel, and we took him downstairs, all the way down the stairs. And it was a cold day too. 
and I sat him like in the bushes, and I saw not like ten minutes before then I had came up the steps and I saw like cats and stuff outside. Oh my! Yeah, so I <laughs> sat him in that little corner. And I came back up the steps. So, like, that afternoon, he came home. He's looking through. I'm like, man, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh my. Yeah, my. In the back God. of my mind, I was like, well, Mother Nature got him now. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I hope he's listening. <laughs> that was someone's pet. Yeah. But, no, like, like, listen, he had three. And he kept letting <laughs> them out. He was like, man, listen, keep not these make up. any better. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, man, my bad, my bad. I'm like, okay. So then that last time he came, I was like, man, should I tell him? My other roommate, he was like, nah. I was like, okay, I'm going to take him outside. We're going to see what happens. Wow. Let him go. And he dipped into, like, the little grass every area. And I was like, somebody finna get him. Somebody finna You're get horrible. him. I'm Mother Nature. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, I've seen some interesting things in my life, but sorry. Sorry to go off a tangent, but yeah. Man. <laughs> Man, we got some ruthless, ruthless killers here. I love here. that you're. I love that you're trying to one up my story about killing them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Yours is way more inhumane. <laughs> yours was I didn't kill it though. Yeah. I let him free. Yours yeah. was low key murder. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. swim. We meditated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna so... keep my other stories to myself. <laughs> no, that was good. I feel that like everybody good on here are judging me. So. <laughs> I am. I definitely am. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it, if I do in that scenario. I just don't know how you end up living with somebody who's got gerbils in college. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. That but he awful. did. He had three. He had them all. They had every. Yeah, like, that's wild. What I'm did you one. did you choose this guy or was this no a, oh, no? Okay. So like, it, this was like off campus too. So like, me and one of my roommates, I chose him. You okay. know, Cooley. So yeah. I chose him. There was one dude. He had moved out, and they moved some other dude in. Gotcha. He was cool. He was just dirty, and he was really dirty. And I was like, you got gerbils? I'm like, nah, something got to give, and I guarantee you. So it wasn't like a his gerbils out. really good friend of yours. It was just an acquaintance roommate situation. Yeah, it ain't nobody I'm, like, checking on. No. <laughs> Maybe he's checking on you, though, and he's going to yeah, listen to this and realize it. Yeah, he's coming into this podcast. He very well could, and he's gonna be, he might hit me up. Man, I ain't know you killed my gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Hey, 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 that's circle of life. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, y'all are judging, man. I'm being quiet, man. I'm being quiet, man. Y'all You're just speaking that man. Yeah, yeah. So, Malia, you got your mouth story. I love that story. That was great because, I mean, it just shows how ruthless you can be. But, <laughs> so what has been, since moving up there, you've been there, like you said, nine, nine years now. What's been yeah. your highest, like, Highest point and maybe your lowest point. Cool. Okay. Well. Oh, this is tough. Um, definitely had some low points when. This is just probably easier to decide on. Um, when I was in like East Village, there was just. Like, you know, me and my best friend Jess were going through relationships that didn't work out. And uh, we were, it kind of happened simultaneously, like within the same year. And it was just tough on our friendship, too. And that was really hard to uh, be a part of. Um, 
And I'm so thankful that, you know, we, you know, communicated about it and stayed friends and like worked through it. But, um, yeah, that was, there were just some tough years of like not having the best living situation and not, you know, going through the end of a long relationship that wasn't working out. And that's hard for any scenario. Didn't really have anything. Well, I guess, you know, the living stuff kind of had to do with New York, but that was, that was tough. Um, but then, you know, after that season ended, the next was some of the best times we ever had. And we became really close and we both were, you know, single in the city and just free to kind of uh, do what we wanted. And she moved to Williamsburg um, about a year after I did. And then we just had the time of our lives. We, uh, we had, one of my now best friends was her roommate at the time. And the three of us would meet at this bar that was halfway between our apartments. Our apartments were about seven blocks apart in this bar called Blind Barber, which is now gone so sad um we would go there like four nights a week and met a ton of people that are from philly and new york and like they have another huge extended group of friends and we met all of them through uh the bartender there tag and just that was really a fun that was a really fun time to just like be free and exploring and meeting a bunch of new people and like building more solid friendships instead of just like one-offs and like I play volleyball with some of them now and like that was such a small thing but like for me to feel like I you know I was on a sports league here like I really lived here now like I had a community of people that like wanted me on their volleyball team and like that was really such a small thing that like meant a lot to me and um yeah, and then, of course, meeting Michael, you know, about a year and a half, a little more, uh, meeting him, and it's been amazing. Did you say how you guys met? I did not. Can you? We, yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> so, the funny thing is, like, I always envisioned that I would meet someone, like, doing an activity that I loved, like. I started rock climbing or like playing volleyball or running or something like that. And all my friends were like pushing me to do the dating apps. And I adamantly refused for a really long time. And then I finally did. And I finally like took it serious for about two weeks. And then I met him. <laughs> and <laughs> that was pretty much it. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I found his little, little face popped up on like the, oh. it was on hinge and, um, it popped up and I realized I thought he had liked me and I got really excited and then I realized it was like the feed and he hadn't liked me yet and I was like oh my gosh I have to do this immediately so he doesn't disappear I think I was at work and so um, yeah I messaged him and we had coffee at he suggested 9 a.m. on a Sunday, and I said, could we please at least do 10? <laughs> and uh, so we had a little coffee date uh, and, like, walked to Domino Park, which is right on the Hudson, or the East River in Williamsburg. And cool. Really great, yeah. 
And then our second date, I suggested that we go hiking in the woods alone. Oh. And uh, everyone didn't kill you. No. White. She said it we had to do some so white people. At the time. Well, you didn't so, kill him. Either. Yeah, some white people <laughs> stuff. Let's go hiking. Let's do some white people stuff. Let's go hiking. Come on now. You didn't kill him. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Like it just like naturally, I was like, oh, we should go hiking. And then after the fact, I was like, I don't know this person at all. Yeah. That was a horrible idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you but, can be putting some weird scenarios hiking, man. You hurt yourself, fall, all that kind of stuff. It actually poured rain oh. most of the hike, oh. and it was like a craggy, like, scramble, like, up towards the top, so I think that was very telling uh, for him. He was, like, just glad I wasn't freaking out. And I was like, yeah, miserable, that attitude. In the mountain. I can handle That's it. how you know he likes you. Yeah. He hiked in the rain. That's true. That's how you know. That's very, very true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hiked in the rain. Oh, yeah, that's she, a, yeah. she loved hiking. So yeah. little, I mean, yeah. Child, childhood Malia would not be down for that. Mm. I would have been throwing a tantrum for ah. sure. But uh, yeah, it was really great. So then we that just turned into like an all day date, and that was cool. That was it. It was a wrap. Now you're yeah. Now you're getting married. When are you getting married? Yeah. Um. We. It's not officially booked, but we are. Uh, hoping for October 17th. Oh, okay. Nice. In New York? No, well, we're going to come down to North Carolina. To oh, Maryland. nice. So, yeah, we're um, we're trying to do it in Highlands. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like a small town in the mountains. I know, I know Highland Brewing. That's about the only Highland I know. Yeah, it's not that. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like, the wedding venues are like, all over the place in North Carolina, and they're beautiful, yeah. so I'm sure that you picked a great one. So what was the yeah. decision then? How did you decide North Carolina? Was it price-wise, or did you just want that scenic backdrop of the countryside? Or um, I think I always... Or I guess your family's that. still down there? Yeah, my parents are there. My brother lives in Asheville, and um, I think I just always envisioned I would go back home and get married there, because yeah. it's beautiful and i really want uh to i want his family to experience it and yeah. see where i'm from because it's completely different like yeah. polar opposites of how they grew up so uh i think that would be really really fun and just awesome for them to experience too so. it sounds like a, a movie skit bringing the people from brooklyn down to north carolina <laughs> mountains for a wedding I feel like that's a Chris Rock or like some kind of movie skit there or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it all could be. People, like, it could be. Are all these people like Brooklyn? Like everybody's from New York too? That will be coming? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You might want to uh, prep them. Yeah. Because North Carolina is a little different. Yeah. We've got two. Wait, my, my, a little different. My whole family's from New York too. And when I got married, we got married in Charlotte. And. We did prep them. We're like, just so you know, the weather is definitely different down here. Like June, I got married in June, and June in North Carolina is a lot different than June in New York. And same for October. They're going to think that, like, it's going to be much colder down here, and it is absolutely not. Like, they will be fine. It's actually going to be really, really beautiful in October down here, I bet. I hope so. That's the plan. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really worried about them driving on curvy roads because we, <laughs> we, 
<laughs> our house is up in the Hudson Valley, and it's kind of like up on a mountain of sorts. Um, and watching him drive the road for the first few times is like really entertaining for me because I grew up <laughs> on a windy road. I drive better on windy roads than in the city. Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, it's so hard for me to like keep my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be entertaining, and I, yeah, I'm definitely going to tell them, make sure you arrive during daylight. <laughs> or, so, this is a random piece of advice, make sure they know exactly what airport to get to, because you'd be surprised that, like, for some reason, New Yorkers, like, that we were getting, uh, well, I guess it's probably different for us, because my brother got married in, like, the Chapel Hill area, and uh-huh. again, all our, all our family was coming down from new york and they flew into charlotte douglas and that's like a two and a half hour drive yeah. from but they just like i don't know what happened there like they just assumed that they would be coming to here so definitely confirm okay. <laughs> yeah i mean i i guess i could see that though because like you know there's three airports within an hour of each other here mm-hmm. and every all the towns are so compact and it's crazy how like I think our house is like 50 miles away and it takes like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's even closer than that. I don't know. I'm just rattling off. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy how like something is four miles away and it takes 45 minutes. Yep. Yeah. How do you need a day to go to go get my dress? Yeah. See, that's, that's just not for me. I like a little bit of me. I like to spread out. I like a little space. I like a little trees, but that's ooh. fair. Yeah, fair, fair. But the train is su- the subway is like once you Love learn it. it, it is so efficient. And quite frankly, I prefer it to being in a car and especially in the city. So and you don't have to be physically be driving. You can just like put something on and just mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It's like it's like downtime. You get to like. Like, I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends, like, everyone's kind of missing the commute because that was their time to, like, debrief from the crazy work life to home life. And yeah, it was, like, time to zone out. You didn't think about anything. And You don't even have cell service. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have service. And you just put in some music or a podcast and zone out for, like, 30 minutes or an hour. And now it's just not happening for anyone. And. I think people really hate that. <laughs> yeah, but they probably got COVIDs all over the place on the subway. And I understand that just being in the city, just the commute is kind of an opportunity to really kind of get away. Uh, and I'm one of those people working uptown. It's like you kind of get that opportunity to kind of just relax, but working from home, it kind of is just like, well, let me just get up and go across the hall and right. open up my laptop, <laughs> you know, versus, you know, actually getting in your car, getting dressed and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't nobody misses the morning commute, but everyone misses the evening commute. <laughs> I feel no. that. I feel that. <laughs> so what are your what are your next steps and goals? You've got this house. Have you when you guys move in? We're we we're not going to move there. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry. What, your house in Brooklyn you're not moving to? No, I'm in Brooklyn now. Um, We we have this apartment here, and then the house is more of like a, 
vacation part-time summer thing. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, right now we're like back and forth every other week because Michael is going into the office every other week. Um, They're kind of like on a schedule. So, um, yeah. Cool. It's it's been really nice to have some quiet time up there. Okay. So y'all just gonna like Airbnb that place, or just is it just for y'all to back and forth and? We're not sure yet. We certainly thought about it and are thinking about it. I think it just depends on how much we how much time we end up spending up there. Yeah. Um, but he surfs, and the beach is forty five minutes from the apartment here. So in the summer, what? I don't know what we'll do because the beach What's is the- here. But What's the beach that you'll go to that's close to Brooklyn? Because that's something we go to that Rockaway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I I have a family in Breezy Point, which is like the they call it the other end of the island. So it's like yeah, yeah. I've been down there. I love Rockaway. Yeah. I should have realized I was right there. That makes sense. Yeah, it's about a thirty to forty-five minute drive. That has some cool like little bars that you can just pop into and meet random friends in there too yeah i i i spent some time more time doing the bar thing out there a few years back but yeah it can get it can turn into a long day yeah i feel that i feel that yeah so you've got you're getting married in north carolina is there ever any thought in you guys' mind where you'd move back to North Carolina or are you, you guys up in New York till the end of times? Yeah, um, I don't think we're against it, but it would just depend on job opportunities yeah. mostly. Um, yeah, so uh, for now, we'll be here. Yeah. For, for the TBD. TBD. Yeah. yeah. We don't have any – I mean, we're not – trying to move to North Carolina, but yeah. if it fell into our laps, I think we probably would. Yeah. That kind of situation. My family cool. would be thrilled. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned earlier, now that you, I mean, you you have some free time since you're not actively working and you have an Etsy shop or what, what, what are your next career type goals once, let's say you get, once you get the, the wedding, you get married because from what my experiences with weddings is they seem far away, but they come and then they go and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, that just happened. So what do yeah. you want to do? I know, like I said, I know you're very talented. You were, you know, you, you painted something for our wedding gift that still hangs in our bedroom. So what is your next, you know, career path you think that you want to do? Yeah, so that's that's kind of the, <laughs> the million dollar question right now. <laughs> um, I think... You know, I, and I've been thinking on this and talking about it a lot the past few months, but I really reached the goal that I had Mm -hmm. coming to New York, getting the design job at the high end residential firm that is like not easy to come by. And it was amazing. And I really loved it. And you know, I think I reached my potential there because it's a really small company and there wasn't a lot of growth. So, you know, it, I, I think I also realized that I may not want to be doing like decoration specifically. And I want to be more on the making side of things where I'm like 
being more creative versus like managing a project for someone else. So that's where my head's at right now. Like I want to, I want to start sewing things, painting more. Um, I just got a cricket and for yeah. my birthday. So I want to yeah. like figure out what that thing can do. And, <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully have, have a shop that is, I mean, the, the dream would be to have a, uh, a, a location that's a, a working studio and also a store of sorts. And maybe it's a gallery where I'm selling other people's work as well. But, um, yeah, I think I, I don't, I don't see myself doing like one thing, like only painting or only doing this. Like I really want to just explore different art forms and see, see what resonates. And maybe it's one thing for a while and something else after that. But that's, that's kind of where I see it going and what would, I think, allow me to be creative. And for a long time, like throughout college and most of, most of the time working here, I always said, like, I really don't want to be a business owner. Like, I don't want to run a business. And I think a lot of that was just fear-based in that I never have taken a business class in my life. I don't, I, I just don't feel like I know enough to do that, which is entirely not true. I can totally do it. Um, but it sounds really scary to me. So yeah. that held me back from that, from like going into this for a long time. And now it's all just kind of happening. Yeah. And I'm just one, one thing at a time. And, you know, in the immediate future, I'm focusing on making stuff for our house, like making pillows and sewing throw blankets. And I reupholster, I found some, a set of like eight dining chairs for $40 and reupholstered all of them with fabric that I already had. So that could have been hundreds or thousands of dollars and it cost 40. Yeah. So that was amazing. <laughs> so just stuff like that. That's kind of like what's interesting me right now. And, um, it feels good to find things and turn them into something fresh and new and a little upcycling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess. And that's, that's something that like, from how I grew up, like that was important to me and it was important to me in school. And then I certainly lost track of that once I started working here. It's just, it's not, it's just not something that happens for clients at that level. Yeah. I mean, t that's not necessarily true. We do like reupholster a lot of their furniture, but, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, those crickets are wild. We got Jerry and I got Jerry and one for her birthday too, and we've been making shirts and actually filling out the new the new nursery with stuff mm. and putting it on the wall. So they're definitely really really cool um, design wise and can do all kinds of crazy stuff with it. Yeah, I'm hoping I can make my veil. Ooh, fancy. Some like embroidery or flowers or something. That like. would be so cool. That would be. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh. So, Malia, I sent you in your Instagram direct messages right pictures. Now? No, I sent them about an hour ago. I sent you pictures from our uh, our notebook, which has people have added questions. I've added questions. People have come over here, and we, we catch some booze, and we add questions. 
you pick a question that's not checkmarked, and then you ask it, and we'll all answer it. But remember, you have to answer as oh. well. Okay. So I'm sorry I didn't see this. No, I no, you're good. I, 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 it's okay to look right now. No worries. While you're looking, we'll just do some housekeeping. You know, as I said earlier, make sure if you haven't yet joined the Yahoo Bracket Challenge. Game start Friday, so you got till then. It's free. Duvall, did you finally get in there? Yeah, I did. I just have not picked the teams yet because <laughs> I haven't watched a game. So hey, sometimes that's better than knowing anything. <laughs> Trust me, I'm swinging for the fence, and I guarantee this: I will not put Carolina at the end. That's yeah. for sure. And I'm a Carolina fan, so yeah. <laughs> So if you go to Yahoo or go to any of our social medias, I've uh, put it all out there. But the ID is 1402, and the password is Beards, all lowercase letters. It's free to join. And, of course, you will, the winner gets a T-shirt. You'll get your name on the T-shirt as a winner with all the previous winners. Warehouse Distillery stuff, some Escape 109 stuff. I think if you live in North Carolina, maybe Bridget will come over and do like a wine tasting with you if you win this. We had set that up for last year, and then COVID canceled all the tournament. So we didn't get to follow through with it. So, like I said. I will certainly do that for free. Yep, for free. So all that good stuff. And, again, for the person who hasn't watched a game or if you've watched them all, it's just good, fun banter back and forth for this time of year. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, – you got one, Malia? Yeah. What you got? Do you still double knot your tennis shoes? Ooh. You know, I will say this. Most 90, 95% of the time, I double knot my tennis shoes because I can't stand when they come on loose. And then you got to bend down as a grown 32 year old male and have to pick your 31 year old retie your shoes. So I'm a mostly, yes, I still double knot. Uh, no. And I'm going to be honest with you, I never was a double knotter. <laughs> I'm be honest. I don't y'all judge me all you want, but I was never a double knotter. And Jacob knows sometimes, depending on the shoes, I might not even tie my shoe. Yeah, I agree. I'm so, with you on that. You know, a lot of like the runner shoes that I have, I just don't tie them. I just throw them on. But no, yep. single knot me. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a, very much a single knot gal. I just do one good knot and it like. Also, for my running shoes, I don't even like to untie my shoes ever. I just pull them on and get <laughs> to go. You just put them in. Yeah, I don't like See, I don't you... like untying my shoes. My shoes are all my shoes are well. I guess my Converse is I kind of have to untie, but like all my workout shoes or running shoes, like I just force them in and I'm good to go. Now I haven't like partaken in a lot of recreational sports and activities lately because. Being over 30, I just can't risk going into work on crutches or anything. So, right. <laughs> But back in the day, if my shoes weren't tied as tight as possible with the knots, I was rolling an ankle. I always had to have the high tops no matter what sport, baseball, basketball, football, whatever. So I still, if I know I'm going to, you know, maybe go running or, you know, throw the football around in the backyard or something, I will at least lace them up, double knot. And I don't, like I said earlier, but, yeah, most of the time it's just slide them on now because I'm not doing too many strenuous activities. But I guess if I was playing basketball, I would double knot them. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't really have to do I've rolled my ankle too many times. Yeah, I've rolled my ankle too many times. Yeah. All right, Malia, well, see, what about you? What that is is whether you double knot or single knot it, if your ankle going to roll, it's going to roll. 
But so see, but sense. that was but no, double knot. You're right, but mine always had to be tight, and to okay. keep them tight, usually I would throw the double knot on because that was like it was like this weird thing where in my mind I knew okay I felt my shoe get loose from either baseball, football, next or basketball going up for that rebound. Yeah. Next thing was it was rolling, and if I knew if I didn't have it tight enough where I could keep it there, it was a wrap. So it was just a it's just a game. But what about you, Malou? You still doubling? I I double if the laces are long enough. Fair enough. But do you prefer to double though, or like is it out of necessity because they're too long? Um, depends on what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, that's how I live my life. Everything depends on the context. That's like, fair. It's yep. never that cut and dry. Yeah. So, uh, my running shoes. I do this weird like loop back thing do you guys know about this no i don't think so i feel like i need to get a shoe to explain it but <laughs> there's the two holes like at the top that are kind of close together so they come out the bottom one and then you stick them in the top one and it makes a loop and okay. then you cross your laces over and then go through the loops back to the outside and then you pull it tight and then you tie it so <laughs> it it scooches your heel back like in the shoe so that you're not sliding into your toes. This is just for running shoes. I don't yeah. know. Well, you should think about this to try to improve your running. No. Huh? Doesn't even, this sounds like too much. Oh, yeah. So, so no, it, it's so great. I ran marathons. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, see, we didn't even get into your well, marathon. Well, I have a half marathon at the end of the year, so, wait, so I might, you might be right on before, this. Before, right. before we I get into it, we, for, we forgot because Bridget wanted us to bring it up. So, Malia, we've been doing like this just – it started with Duval in August when he turned 31. He did like 31 miles for the month. You could walk or run because some of us aren't really going to run. So then it, it, his birthday was in August, and then from September through December, it was football season. We weren't getting up and moving. We were eating chicken wings and drinking plenty of beers. So then once – and then it got to January, February, too cold. So then finally March, we were like, okay, let's just do something. So I just started one, 31 miles in August just to get people up, moving, try to, you know, what else. Well, Bridget also, you know, being an athlete of herself – Knocked out 31 miles in 12 days, and Duval has been the champion of it out of all of it. So he just took an L. So it's been a constant battle between them two for us regular folk who have kids and can't run every break and do all that stuff. Who got to have a kid to walk with them? They can't be running 15 miles a day, you know. Right, right, right. So that's which where is, we're which at. Again, I, I, I still feel like I, I, I give Bridget. Credit where credit is due. She did win. And for some reason, my Nike run app did not calculate one okay. of my days, which I'm I so wouldn't have finished. I'm so glad you brought that up since you feel it's important to mention. But what I could feel is also important to mention is that whether you ran, whether you had one, because you like to run a lot of 5Ks, right? Yes. So the one that was not tracked was likely a 5k correct it, it, it was about it was about 3.1 3.2 miles okay like okay good good so even if that did get recorded are you aware that i still i ran my run before <laughs> you on saturday so i still beat you to 31 well okay so here's my thing this is the <laughs> so the last time i ran until sunday was thursday so friday and saturday i did not run now, if I would have ran either of those days, I would have won. So look, but I did not run because I gave myself time to recover 
and I wanted to give you a chance to win, which you did win. So you know what? Ooh. It's okay. I give credit <laughs> where credit is due. Well, we, you what? don't really though. You just like do a little sprinkle of credit with some a bunch of excuses. I oh, oh I, now listen, I did throw a little jab in there, but you, <laughs> did win, you know, no, no, no shade, you know. But did, even including your run, did I win fair and square or not? Yes, because I'm not because I can't. I'm not going to dispute. I'm not going to dispute whether or not that <laughs> the the three miles might have came in. If, if it would have came in, it probably would have still been a tight close, whatever it was. I yeah, think because you finished your, on your last Friday. run, you didn't make it all the way to the end. Like you didn't finish exactly because your... I finished at thirty minutes, thirty miles. So you probably still would have won. So I still exactly. give you credit for that. I'm not gonna argue with you. Well, luckily we w- we can fire it up again when April hits, and we'll see with the top two people. Y'all might have to do your own challenge because some of us regular Joes back here who are just at twenty miles, sixteen days in, you know. Well, Duval, let's check back in at the end of the month though and see how many total miles we got. Because okay. it like cuts you off, like you can't see. Like now I can't yeah, see. Yeah, you can just see how you are stacked up against your friends. So yeah, yeah you can. We can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Now, um, but one thing I'll say is, is Jacob, man, you did a great job. Like I said, just like I said, I started it in August, but I mean, keeping it going. At least, even if you do twenty miles, that's twenty miles that you wouldn't have done. Exactly. Exactly. This hey, entire me, month that's the way is I look running at it. that I wouldn't have done. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we'll just keep doing it throughout the warmer months, and then we'll you know we'll keep it going. But I will say, so Malia, I for, completely forgot about it until we talked about shoes. I remember seeing via your social medias, you running and preparing, and you ran, which marathon did you run? I ran two. Yep. Um, so I ran Big Sur Marathon in California um, in 2017. Okay. And then I ran the New York City Marathon in 2019. Okay. Nice. Whoa, that's so yeah. weird. I watched the 2019 <laughs> New York City Marathon. Both of my cousins ran in it, and that's when I was living in New York. And I oh, think cool. it's either 2018. I feel like it's 2019, though. I think that's when I ran. How was it? Yeah, how was Yeah, give us the experience. We've yeah, never had Because a... I have a half at the end of this year. It, it, so was, just... it was 18. I think it was 18. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm going to find out. Yeah. Um, so the two marathons could not have been more different, which hmm, you don't really think of them being that different. You're like, it's a marathon period. Um, but the Big Sur marathon is on highway one along the coast. So there's no way to have spectators like, but they organize like, um, stations throughout the mileage of like like bands and food stations and water stations and like the local people that live out there will come out to the street but it's like three one person or like five people like it's not it's just it's different so like the community with the other runners was way more present for me like I had this one guy I kept kind of leapfrogging with and he was like you know cheering me on and it just was cool to like keep seeing people as you were running and like there was this one moment where you come down across I think it's called Bix, Bixie, Bixby Bay Bridge I don't even know the name of it but they have a uh, all women's drum drum line except they were like not like band drums but like uh, like gong drums mm. 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm not musical, so I don't know what I'm talking about. No, like I mean, the big ones. Yeah, but they were like, so there's like the 10 or 12 women like drumming, and then it's, it's right before this big hill, like the biggest hill, and you kind of come down and go, you can see it from afar, and then you can hear it going all the way up the hill, and it was just so like powerful, um, kind of emotional, and so this that race was beautiful, but... At mile six, I was like almost in tears and wanted to quit. And I was like, okay, I have 20 more to go. Like, this is not cool. So that was <laughs> hard just because it was like a dead flat area. There was no people there to cheer you on. And it was just like, how am I going to get through this? It felt right. very daunting. Whereas New York is thousands and thousands of people and then 2 million people spectating the entire time. So it was like, I never got tired. Like, I mean, I got tired, but like, I never had a moment of like wanting to quit or stop. Like it just was so energizing and like, honestly, just one of the best days of my life. It was so much fun. And it was, I ran it slower. I hardly, like my training for that was awful, but it was still so much fun. And like, there's just nothing like it. Do you, do you plan on doing another one? Um, maybe. Yeah. I was I was pretty sore and <laughs> done with it after because <laughs> I did I did Big Sur Marathon and then a month later I ran the Brooklyn Half, which I do not recommend doing Shoot. that. That was a horrible idea. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then oh, that's what happened. So it was 2018 because. You can do this program called Nine Plus One and get uh, automatic entry into the New York Marathon, where you run nine of their sponsored races throughout the year, and yep. you win volunteer opportunity, and then you're in. So Jess and I did that together, and it was so much fun to like get up and have these short races in the summer and like kind of all over the city. And um, yeah, that was really fun. That was the year where we were just kind of like going for it and um yeah so then and so you get in and then you run then you have a whole year before you race or like 11 months because it's in november yeah so yeah i was just gonna ask it so if it was in november then i was at the one that was in 2018 well it's always in okay yeah it's always in november so okay so yeah that's the one i was at i was in the upper west side or upper east side with at, near, kind of near my friend's apartment, just cheering on my cousin. So I probably cheered you on, girl. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I did it on purpose. Yeah. But if you're considering it, I would suggest New York as a place to start just because it's such a lively race. Yeah. We'll keep you going. It's cold, though. It was, we had perfect weather. Oh, yeah, that day it was like, pretty, oh, pretty beautiful. I remember like that. like 50 well. and sunny, which is what you want when you're running because you don't yeah. want it to be too hot, and it was sunny. And you don't want it to be too cold. Yeah, it was perfect. Went to your half, Duval. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to Huntersville half. It's in December. December. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so, good time. Yeah, oh, yeah, so you I have really time. started training, but I, I'd run about three miles a day, give or take. So I'll really start ramping up. Once the summer, late late summer, early fall hits, I'll start kind of adding a little bit. But 
that's it. That's the only big race I got. So just try to keep up with me, man. I mean, Ooh. it's fine. <laughs> Spicy. Don't be quiet on that. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have any words for that. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, does anybody will do some final thoughts? Bridget, Duval, final questions, final thoughts. No. Um, I guess what what I will ask is is I know you spoke to like, I mean, New York New York being so fast. Was that a big adjustment coming from one UNTG and then a small town in North Carolina? Was it like you got out there one day and you're like walking across the street and you're like, what the hell? And like. How was that transition from the speed? Because, like, I know, like, people talk about Charlotte being fast, and I'm like, eh, it doesn't seem that fast to me versus D.C., Philly, New York, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, so many, because there's so many businesses here, like, just in terms of, like, uh, life moving at a fast pace, like, so many things can happen in one day. And, like, we have, like, messenger services to, like, scurry things all over the city. So, like, you can be sitting at your desk and have all of these things happening and, like, you don't have to leave. Like, you're just there. So, things just operate, like, so quickly. Like, the turnaround time is just almost immediate. And um, people are always pushing for a deadline and trying to meet a deadline. So, that really, like pushes the pace of life in general. Um, and it kind of really like ebbs with the seasons. Like summer in New York is way slower than the rest of the year because all the wealthy business people and bankers and all of them are on summer vacation. So like they're not pushing for things to keep moving. And like in, in the design world, like those are the people that are our clients and they're on vacation. So we're like, pushing to get their stuff ready for the summer or not. And then, or the winter or whatever. And then in terms of like, just moving around the city, like physically, like walking and training and that, like you just always have somewhere to go and you just, you gotta catch the train. Like when I first moved there and was living in New Jersey, the train was scheduled. So like I had to sometimes literally run from I would walk from my office up to Penn Station and I would have to run because I was like, well, I don't want to have to wait for 20. Even if it was like five minutes, like I'm still like racing no, the one train that's five minutes sooner. It's yeah. like really stupid in hindsight, but it's just that. It's like things are, you know, things are scheduled. So you're just always. You never know what could happen right. in those five minutes. Some, something could go down and your next train could be late. Yeah, and um, I think it's, like, you can kind of get swept up in that, too. Like, I don't even think I – it was never, like, a conscious thing or something I remember noticing. It just kind of happened. It was, like – and I I personally, like, I I really feed off of the energy of other people. So I I loved that. Like, in some some aspects, that's why I moved here because it was, like – I like a lot of stuff happening around me so that I feel like I can go out and participate in the world. Whereas if I don't have any plans or like any, anything going on, like I kind of just, I kind of just fall into like my own pattern of not going out there. 
So I don't know. Yeah. I, I love it. It's it's fun. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Very long-winded. <laughs> well, I hope you've been uh, practicing your egg running so you don't have to have have to make anybody else lose their lifelong dreams. But uh sorry. I actually thought about that when <laughs> we like talked about doing the podcast and I just started thinking back on it. But I did not remember that you were involved. I just was thinking about that. Really. No, because remember it was our, it was our, it was KDR and yeah. Kyle Megan. They had, and we had gotten third or second in the lip sync, and then we just all we had to do was win the final relay race, and you kept dropping the egg over and over. I had a lot of confidence in myself to do you did. it too. No, I because was really, I don't. I was really yes. disappointed in myself after because that. I set the teams, Duval and Bridget. I was like, all right, who are we gonna get? And Malia was like, yo, I can do this. I was like, are you sure you can do this? She was like, yes, I can do it. And it was like one of those things where you just, as a coach, you just sit there and go, okay, let's see. And then it just like you can see the other team just like get further and further away in this in this competition. It was like, all right, well, I guess we're just someone get get the beer. Let's start partying now. So. Yeah. Oh, to go to a real college. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we had we had a good time up there. I almost because I almost wanted to find that that picture. Uh, it was around St. Patrick's Day when you're standing there, and I'm sure I said something to you that made you very upset. And you're just like, I don't know if you're giving me the finger or that what look, like what the hell are you saying? But I couldn't find it or whatever because I know it was a St. Patrick's party because we were all in green, all that good stuff, but. You know, those are some good, yeah, some good formative years. Malia, it was yeah. a good time. It's been, you know, I'm glad we got to catch up because looking back yeah. on it, it was, it's, it's wild how college you spend, you know, four years with person in, inside your life. But now, as we've talked about in previous episodes, I feel like I've still kind of kept up with what you're doing, though we haven't communicated because of the, so, the positive of social media is like, you can see kind of life updates, you know, I, obviously, yeah. It's not everything, but you can see the good stuff kind of thing and everything. So it's still really weird to think back like, wow, I think it's been like you said, nine years since you moved up there. And I can't, it doesn't, it feels, some days it feels like freshman, sophomore year was two years ago. And other days it's like, nah, it's been, it's been like, I mean, we're coming up on 10 years since we graduated college here in a couple months. And I'm like, this is insane. It's so insane. Yeah. But yeah, it's been good. But I yeah, I, honestly the my my first half or three quarters of living in New York was basically just an extension of college yep. except have a job and actually are making money and <laughs> Well, there's that things. there's that like portion of like your early 20s where you're making some money and like you can still like stay out till 2 or 3 and get up at 6 or 7 cuz I remember doing that and you wouldn't feel that bad. But then all of a sudden, yeah. I want to say it was like 24, 25, oh, where it all, 27 for it was 27 for you, all of a sudden, downhill. yeah, like, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll go hit a trivia night, and you're you're out till 12 or 1, and then that next 7 a.m. comes, and you're like, oh, man, this is. But then it lasts for like 48 hours. Oh, like, yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah. I think it was four. Two or four. I think it's four. I can't even remember. It's been so long since I've been to a bar, but four because I remember it being later it than four. ours at our That's insane. Yeah. So uh, yeah. some close up too, but 
the the liquor law is four, and so there were many uh, late nights. Of yeah, being a sunrise. Yep. Maybe not many, but a handful. I know. <laughs> it's hard to even try to fathom to do those, and you just feel it the whole next day of just like the grogginess. Yeah. But and and, and I'm probably going to feel this one glass of wine, quite frankly. <laughs> oh, I've had three, so. <laughs> Well, see, we're just trying to get you loosened up so then you wouldn't feel as nervous since you were so nervous to sit down. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I know. But. Then I get that brain fog and then I don't know what I'm talking about. I start rambling and nobody wants to listen to that. That's all right. We've got. Can relate. Yeah, we've got 200. <laughs> this is 241th episode. I'm sure we've had plenty of episodes where people get brain fog. So no worries. No worries. I thought it was pretty solid. So. Yeah. Enjoy. All right. Malia. Well, congrats to you on the second baby too. Appreciate it. Thank you. Luck. And good luck on your uh, wedding endeavors. Hopefully, all the planning goes well. I know you can; it can be tough and stressful, but just enjoy it because all of a sudden it'll be October twentieth, and you'll be like, "Wow, this already happened!" And then just you know, know. next steps go. So if nice, you're at- nice to meet both of you too. Yes, definitely. Yes. I'll be messaging you after this because I want to talk some yeah, more. Yeah, please do. You don't mind. And if you're ever in Charlotte, swing on through. We'll give you a good little experience. I haven't been to Charlotte in ages. I know. But I appreciate you. Oh, and Malia, if you want to be found on social medias, where can you be found? Oh. Um, My Instagram is MJD, which is spelled out phonetically with underscores. Mm. So it's E-M underscore J-A-Y underscore D-E-E. That's that. So, And And then I'm on Facebook for my name you you know it's <laughs> funny i think you do have a twitter oh i do have a twitter but i don't know how to use it because i had I I remember- twitter because you showed me twitter when yes. twitter was, was yep. created See? Yep. and i made a twitter and yep. i literally have never made like a tweet i have tweeted things from my instagram but i i don't know how to use twitter. you have so your last tweet was an instagram post that you tagged with it so it was february of this year um, okay. And they are. That's all you are. Like they're 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 your. You've basically synced your Instagram to your Twitter. So anytime you post Instagram, you do have. That's basically all it is. It's just Instagram posts that are your <laughs> that are your tweets. So you're there. But I do remember you setting it up. I mean, you got 580 tweets, so that's respectable. Yeah, I probably have like zero followers. Twenty nine. I'll follow you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's really bad. So. Well, I don't I really don't understand, I, like, cannot understand the platform. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I like the visuals of Instagram. Hey, fair enough. It's all good. No worries. But, yeah, so, you know, I'll tag you and all that stuff as well. Tag you throughout the week. Stay on a little bit after so I can grab a screen grab. But I really appreciate you stopping through. It was good catching up. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it has been that long. So, uh, Bridget, since it's your first time in a couple months, how do we end the podcast? Peace.